I'm Tyler. Ah! Dennering. <laughs> I'm Connery. Doesn't sound like a curse. Sounds more like a promise. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking that you would also do a goat scream. Oh, but okay. <laughs> we, can, we can say you do take two. No, it's okay. Oh, no, sorry. No, we'll do it. We'll do it again. Ah! <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Everyone's immediately turned off their podcasting machines. Dunk. Because as we know, uh, they're called podcasting machines. Uh, yeah, there's what well, they're only thing they're really used for. That's yeah. not a radio in your car. It's a podcast machine. <laughs> I have this big crank machine in <laughs> in the back of my house that I have to just keep <laughs> rotating to... like an old camera to listen to podcasts. Mm, I was like a monkey organ, and that's what yeah. likes playing the podcast. Oh, got to listen to the next thing that Joe Rogan says. <laughs> have you ever listened to an episode of that? No, neither have I. <laughs> I feel like I've seen maybe clips on like the Facebook like video things. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, the clip is always like ten minutes long. And yeah, it's like about one thing, and it's just like, you won't believe what he said. I'm like, I don't want to watch this for ten yeah. minutes. Like, I don't know. It's just cut to the t- cut to the cut to the bad take, and we'll move on with our lives. I just know one of the podcasts, the ride guys, was on the po- on the Joe Rogan show, Ooh. but not like as a guest. They like were watching a clip that had him in it. <laughs> so it's like, oh no, I'm I'm associated with Joe Rogan now. <laughs> Maybe we'll get there one day. We'll be by proxy on the Joe Rogan show. Anyways, this is the franchise, the podcast where friends get together, talk about movie franchises, and we're not moving to Texas like Never. Scourge would like us to. We can't. Hey, where's Scourge in this movie? Did he die? He's dead. I, I don't even remember. He's like super dead. <laughs> Isn't the MCU like Dragon Ball Z at this point? You can just like summon Shenron and like bring a character back? Isn't that how it works? I mean, then I think they'd bring back Iron Man. They just gather the Infinity Stones and wish someone back to life. <laughs> <laughs> I just like for some reason my wires got crossed. I'm like, it's the same thing, right? Like, it kind of is the same thing. <laughs> uh, we're covering Thor: Love and Thunder today, the newest and latest Thor film. Yeah, and uh, I I think we had a good time. We did have a good time. It was a good we watch. Did have a good time. Um, we'll we'll talk about the movie in context mm-hmm. later. Yeah, uh, how uh. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people didn't seem to like it. Yeah, a lot of people dunked on it, and then we came in with like dirt expectations, and we were yeah. like, "This was actually really good." It's kinda, I think that's the best thing to do is have dirt expectations for any movie. I agree. Also, my two B adventures probably helped that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, when I went into the Batman, I was so blown away because I thought it was gonna be this like violent jerk off fest of Batmanness, and I oh, was really? like, "Oh yeah, I thought it was gonna be like an ultra violent like fiasco." Uh, why? I don't know. I didn't like many of the trailers. It just seemed like uh, him being angry, and that was like, oh, they just... What, the director, what's his name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves just thinks his character's an angry monster. When I'm like, I know he's not. Like, I'm so sick of this depiction. I had this in the Scott Snyder's universe. Uh, yeah. Zack Snyder's universe, sorry. But, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I know he's angry, but Frank he has... Frank Miller universe. Frank Miller universe. <laughs> where my, where I'm like, it, but he's insane. I'm like, I, d- I don't know. Yeah. And so I was just really blown away especially by the ending to the batman where it's just like no he he kind of is a whole like rebirth and i'm like good i love it he's like i used to be very my chemical romance Mm -hmm. you realize you need to be a little iron and wine (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say fallout boy it's like a slight change yeah it's like the more positive emo music i guess fallout boy's emo music yeah yeah iron and wine You only know what I want you to. <laughs> a little more Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> yes. Almost just a spit take there. <laughs> I was trying to get you to do that. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about the movie soon. But first, we got to do our usual segment of What's New? <laughs> Thank you, Connery. No prob. Uh, just any new media we've been consuming. I think we can... Uh, safely say we can talk about the same one first. Yeah. We got together and played the new game called The Quarry. Quarry. Uh, Connery and I and Lily and Alyssa and Turin and uh, Joan, who's not on, hasn't been on the podcast yes, yet. Yes, we should get her on the list, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What did you think? What is Wait, what is The Quarry? How would you describe The Quarry? The Quarry is a story-driven, choice-driven <laughs> game. It's like you have a script in front of you. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by The Quarry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's not. But And Blue Chew. And Blue Chew. <laughs> Explode the taste in your lips. But, oh, yeah, it's basically a choice-driven story game where 
you play a group of teenagers going back to a going to a camp or it's the end of the camp year and turns out maybe there's something more sinister going on i.e uh werewolves that we have to deal with and rednecks <laughs> equally terrifying yes both a terrifying force yeah so yeah you basically like choose it's not even like a choose your own adventure you kind of yeah. just have choices in between every uh dialogue and one like wrong move can kill your character permanently yeah so it's a lot of fun to play with a bunch of people mm. you just swap the controller around you hand it hand it off we you learn really fast who the main characters are though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you do uh we played it over the course of one day yeah for like 10 hours, um, so that was a lot. Uh, I think I had to get up at like 5 the next morning, but I just wanted to keep, st- I wanted to stay because I'm like, oh, we're almost done. I actually like looked it up on YouTube to see how much longer we had. I'm like, <laughs> okay, we're almost there. I can stay. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun, especially in the first half, but I feel like after like we took a break, we're all just like pretty tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were all just pretty wiped. Um, but yeah, what would you say is a highlight of your, what was some of your favorite parts of that game? Oh, that's a good question. I liked the part where I made one errant mistake and went up the stairs and got killed <laughs> like i was playing the pretty girl you went down the stairs i went you? I, w- I went through a hatch or something i think it was like an above hatch it was like something landed on the roof and i wasn't supposed to investigate and as you made that choice you said aloud to the to, to the audience <laughs> i must become one with the darkness <laughs> and you're like oh shoot why'd i die i'm like i don't know it sounded like you were looking for it but. I, I just wanted to see if i'd see the werewolf i just thought i'd like see the monster and like escape or something i was like it's so soon to kill someone off but yeah i was playing the beautiful um starlet girl who has a massive she's an influencer she's a massive influencer of her content of which i have no idea what like her angle is it's speaking closely to the camera but what but yeah it's like what yeah, I, I don't really know what her exact point. Yeah, so there's like an influencer girl. There's, uh, I don't know, an, an artsy one. Awkward college grad. Which one's the artsy one? Uh, the one who has a crush on the guy who gets bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And then there's oh, Justice Smith is a character in yes. it. It's, all the characters are like mo-capped, basically. He's, he's a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, no, he just he li- no, he listens to podcasts. He's an avid podcast listener, much like you, listener. <laughs> and a character, a- another character asked him, hey, what are you listening to? Uh, David Arquette. Mm-hmm. Who else is in it? Uh, who, play, who plays Dylan? I don't know. I don't know either. Dylan. Dylan. Oh, yeah, that was me. Yeah, you were. And my no, name. W- no, Turin was Dylan. No, no, you were you were Dylan. I, I, kept, Dylan. I kept calling him Dylan Sprouse. <laughs> yeah, everyone thought it was Dylan Sprouse, but it wasn't. <laughs> Brenda Song is in it. Yes. Uh, Turin played a character named Jacob. <laughs> yep. And uh, yes, I played Dylan, but I named him Toilet, and Turin named his character Turd. It was hilarious. It was so funny. We were <laughs> all high enough to think it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> rest in peace, Toilet. Because... Uh, <laughs> No, overall, it's pretty fun, especially with a bunch of other people. And mm. uh, at first, we're like, oh, let's choose the character based on our own personalities. Yeah, and, and then we're like, oh, this is going to get awkward really it soon. It quickly <laughs> escalated to something <laughs> awkward or existential. <laughs> it's like, I'm not like that. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. But uh, my character, spoiler alert for our own adventure, my character eventually died. Due to somebody else's hands. error. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll call her out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Alyssa... Didn't have to use a there's there's a part there's certain parts where you have to use a gun mm-hmm. and aim and everything and it's really sensitive the way you aim the the, the I controller saw it was so jerky yeah and um she hadn't didn't have to use it the whole time mm-hmm. and then it got to her turn near the end and she had to use the shotgun to save us <laughs> and she missed the first time and I just got eaten <laughs> so it was completely out of my hands so I was just like oh you killed me but then she also missed the second time. <laughs> She's like, I haven't had to use this all the time, so she also got eaten. So, uh, I don't know. It's pretty fun with a group of friends, I will say, because um, you garner, you gr- you g- gain little experiences like that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like just, fun nuggets of a story that yeah. ev- not everyone would get. It's just funny. And then there's like a recap at the end of the game where it's just like, who survived? And it's just like, person killed by a werewolf by miss by this person missing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, thanks, Alyssa. <laughs> thanks, Alyssa. <laughs> but it's just, it's kind of tough if you are playing with other people because some of the mechanics, yeah, you're not going to use and then you have to yeah. use it all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So. Alright, I'd rank this um... Yeah, Man from Medan, and then they also did uh, the other ones. <laughs> the Man from Man Little Medan. Hope, is that what's Little called? Hope. Yeah. I hated that one the most. <laughs> and there's that other one where you wanted to turn coat and fire on all of us. Oh, yeah. I forget what that one's called. Yeah, me too. Uh, 
Yeah, you're in like a tomb. Uh, yeah, I feel like like all of these games kind of started playing during the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, and just have played them all with L- Lily and Listen Turn, and some of them with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is like the fifth one we've played. Yeah, but yeah. How would you rate this compared to uh, those other ones? I like it. I like um, Until Dawn the best still. I think this is the, this one. I think is second to on Until Dawn. That's like the first one they made. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it's like even playing this game, some <laughs> some of the graphics are really weird. But we're also playing on Turin's base PS4. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah, if you're playing on a PS5, it probably would be yeah. rendering stuff better. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people just make really weird faces, or their teeth are like distended from their mouth. <laughs> and it's really strange. Or they just have this like vacant look in their eyes, yeah. like their mouths are moving, but their eyes are just staying in one place. It's really uncanny. But uh, some of it does just look like people at this mm-hmm. point, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So it's uh, definitely a, a mixed bag in terms of graphics, mm-hmm. but it does look a lot better than it used to. Oh yeah, from the PS3 era and. Or, I guess, early PS4 era, whenever those games came out. So, if you have a bunch of friends, or if you're sitting at home bored with a loved one, why not give it a shot? Why not get each other killed in a game? Yeah, build up resentment in a fictional (laughs) way. (laughs) So... Wait, who is your character again? I played, oh yeah, you were I was the popular girl Emma. I think? Yeah, I played Emma. Emma, and then I was the pod avid podcast listener. Sometimes, (laughs) yes, yeah. So good times were had. Good times were had. Yeah, it was, it was it was a really fun day. I think it is like not on sale. It's like fifty bucks. No, that's good. Uh, is it? <laughs> I mean, it's a ten hour experience to have with your friends. I mean, yeah, if you split it up, yeah, yeah. definitely. I guess I'm I'm definitely not the person to ask on like of the two of us because I always just wait for deals on games. Yeah, you're like I got God of War for ten bucks. I I'm got like, cool. <laughs> I, I got Turok Two: Seeds of Evil for four dollars. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's. That's about what I'd pay for it, too. So, cool. Yeah. But, yeah, um, Tyler, what else is new with you? Did you do anything else cool? Uh, I watched Mad God. What's that about? Which is, it's on Shudder right now. It's a stop-motion movie uh, directed by Phil Tippett. He he has made an appearance on this podcast before Mm. by way of the movies we've covered. Okay. Uh, He was the dinosaur handler, (laughs) dinosaur wrangler on Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Uh, He's basically, like, a... Like a class, like I don't know, like god tier animator, uh, stop motion, mm-hmm. stop motion animator. Um, so he did a lot of that stuff on Jurassic Park, but he also worked on all the Star Wars movies. Oh, uh, wow. Well, I mean, like uh, at least A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Nice. He had like a huge uh, role in those, and there's, oh, I'm sure I'll talk about this later in, in future installments of this podcast. But uh, there's like a really good doc on Industrial Light on. Industrial Light and Magic oh. on Disney Plus right now, and he's interviewed a lot. Mm. It's like animating the Tauntauns and everything. Oh, sick. So he's just like been in the industry for like decades. He's like in his late 70s now, I think. And he's just, this whole movie is uh, stop motion. It's like an hour and a half, I think. Uh, and it's basically, it's very biblical, very Old Ooh. Testament, and it's just like a descent into hell, <laughs> and everything is really gruesome and nasty. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> and gross. Uh, but yeah, Cameron Takeda, past and impending guest, mm-hmm. uh, came over a few weeks ago and we watched that. That sounds cool. Um, it's kind of my animation buddy to watch those with. It's but, true. Uh, yeah, it's. I highly recommend it if you have any interest in stop motion. Basically, Phil Tippett's been making this movie for like the past 30 years. Whoa. And there's certain scenes that look like they're from like the 90s, you know? Yeah. It's just different process and like more on, like it looked like it was on like Super 16 film mm-hmm. as opposed to digital, yeah. the way they shot it. Uh, but it all melds together pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, re- I really enjoyed it. I have to see it again. I will say, like, the last, like, the ending is a little bit disappointing to me, mm-hmm. what ends up happening with the story, because there yeah. is still, like, a through line, even though it's mostly just scenes of, like, chaos and death <laughs> and hell. And, like, it's really... It's like very, his own like, Dante's Inferno or something? Yeah, <laughs> it's very, like, 90s new metal music video in oh, some okay. senses, but I mean that in a positive way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I highly recommend it if you're a horror fan or stop motion or just like film history. Like it's just worth seeing the fact that Phil Tippett made it. Nice. Uh, it's really cool. So it's on Shutter. Love it. Which I recently got. Hey. For, uh, get a coupon code. Oh. I got a 20% coupon code. Hey. Uh, if you just Google it, I'm sure you can find it. Yeah. It's like 50 bucks for the year. Cool. So, That's a good deal. Yeah. What about you, Connie? Um, what's new with me? I've watched uh, Nathan Fielder's new show, The Rehearsal. 
which uh, I am a very big fan of. <laughs> I think he's very funny, and this is like probably the most demented I've ever seen. This this like broken man. <laughs> God, it's it's really funny, but it has just like overarching like dread and sadness to it that just really speaks to me. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so it's uh, I just know it's like very meta. But mm-hmm. what what is it? So imagine um, you had something really important you wanted to tell me, something that's devastating. And you weren't sure how I'd take it. So you tell Nathan, and Nathan would come to you, and he'd be like, okay, where do you want to have this confession? He'd be like, oh, I want to have it at uh, in Connery's studio. And it's like, okay. So he would recreate my entire studio verbatim, hire an actor to play me, and have you go through it with different scenarios again and again and again and again and again, rehearsing this confession to get the best possible hopeful outcome. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're prepared for all the other ones. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it starts as that. And then it just gets more and more meta as he, like, involves himself in the narrative more and more and more. And it gets to the point where he's, like, in a rehearsal of raising a actor baby <laughs> child at, with this woman who is totally batshit insane and, like, wanted pretty much the same thing. And so he's like, oh, well, I kind of want it on this, too. Can I, like, pretend to be the dad? And she was like, oh, yeah, sure. I don't care. Whatever. And so it's just getting more and more demented and strange as it's kept on going and you like end up losing yourself in like his fantasy world i guess just pretty pretty fun and pretty weird yeah but yeah i really like i highly recommend the rehearsal and uh, i also watched uh nope which i also really enjoyed Ooh, yeah i might see that later today mm-hmm. exciting i won't give you any spoilers then but i really really liked it okay we'll definitely have to talk about it mm-hmm. when i see it <laughs> fully yeah we'll, we'll we'll save that review for later um it's called the rehearsal the nathan fielder show yep. on it's on hbo max yeah i'm like just coming around to like nathan for you and everything mm-hmm. just because it's that his new show's out so everyone on film twitter is just talking about nathan fielder in general yeah and i've only seen like a, a clip here or two mm-hmm. i'm just like should i dive into it because i just feel like it'll be a big commitment if i dive into like watching the show and like you can just watch show just watch the rehearsal. rehearsal yeah i guess so but you know how i am like it's basically i'm literally playing all you're, the metal gear solid games right now you're and a completionist. Like, i need yeah. to, <laughs> which is my problem it's <laughs> not the show's problem or society at large's problem yeah but it's just like oh should i check this out it's like but like i'm sure it's really good i'll mm-hmm. just i'll report back i'll let you yeah, know yeah. you'll get there i'm sure yeah but I, Nathan for you is also amazing. So even if you start with that, you'll you'll be happy. <laughs> is that on HBO Max? Yeah, they're both they're all on HBO Max. Okay. Which does remind me, I did want to talk a little bit about how it's dying <laughs> or being eaten by discovery. It's dying, Satine. <laughs> You're dying, HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. <laughs> what is going on? No, like, why did I do this? Like, it's not suicide. It's just like, well, I mean, like, it's unintentional. I don't know. It's like a maiming. Yeah. I, uh, self-flagellation. It's self-flagellation, I think, yeah. yes. <laughs> Our favorite subject on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Get out the nerd's rope. Yep. I can't wait to cover Da Vinci Code. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> be well, like, yeah, I don't know. These sequels are kind of boring. Uh, remember I when the Moke did that thing, though? <laughs> <laughs> Two movies ago. The one that's like, this one's a prequel to that, but then this one's a sequel. I like the one with Ewan McGregor in it a lot. Yeah, I- Angels and Demons. Yeah. yeah. I-, I remember liking it, too. Yeah. I, I enjoy all of those movies as like, mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I mean, I'm in a movie theater. There's air conditioning. <laughs> It's summer. Like I it's remember, fine. I'm I not knocking remember, like, it. Like sitting with Lily, you and us sitting with Lily, and her be like, "What the hell is going <laughs> on?" <laughs> Watching the first time, we couldn't even say what's going on in the Da Vinci Code. The da Vinci Code, yeah. <laughs> Got to read the the symbols, the lost symbols. Uh, okay, so HBO Max. Yeah. Yes, the new CEO uh, <laughs> sucks. It seems. <laughs> I see HBO Max is much more man-driven and Discovery... <laughs> much more white, white male-driven. Driven ...and women like reality TV, and so that's what we're all going to focus on, reality TV. It's like, oh my god, yeah, t- Turn and I on vacation have something to say about that, because uh, whenever we go on vacation with Turn and Alyssa, we're all big proponents of just being like, put on some HGTV in the hotel room. Hell yeah. So. It's very... HGTV is super soothing is the thing. Yeah, like God help me, I make fun of it a lot, but I will happily have it on in the background or something. Yeah, I probably shouldn't plug a show that's on Discovery Plus because of everything going on. Uh-huh. But my lottery dream home is excellent. Oh. David Bromstad, love it. Listed or get divorced is usually mine. <laughs> I'm adding it to our what's news. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, they canceled Batgirl, which, if anybody doesn't know, uh, they canceled Batgirl, which is a movie that was basically uh, done in the can. They just had post-production to do. Uh, although the director said it was nowhere near finished, the directors. Mm. But yeah, okay. It's just, regardless, it's a bad look uh, because it's too... Um, the the, there's two directors. They're people yeah. of color. They they directed uh, the, the leading woman's a person of color too. Yeah, mm. yeah, a, yeah. A fem uh, female led per, like female person of color led superhero film featuring Brendan Fraser as Fire and Brendan Fraser, <laughs> who we all love. Yes, I was gonna say that I love him. Like no, we, it's, we all. It's uh, a <laughs> if we lived in a franchise dictatorship. <laughs> He, or just I, no, I won't go that far. It just be like far. everyone. If the, we had our own daily really standing <laughs> ovation to Brendan Fraser or if something, we had a cult, <laughs> a Jared Leto like cult, but it would not be about us. It'd be about Brendan Fraser. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like he's so far away from this. Like he doesn't show up to anything. <laughs> no, right. He's just like oh, he's just like if anybody tells him that they love his work, he just kind of tears up and it's like that's so kind. Someone someone started a cult around you, Brendan Fraser. He would probably really not like that. Yeah, he hate like, that. that's toxic. Please don't do that. And don't you're like, do you're right. that. Okay. Let's throw that idea out. Let's yeah. put it on the burner, on the back burner at least. We'll workshop it. We'll find a. Uh, is there any way to make like a, uh, like a, a good cult? <laughs> I feel like that's the goal of all cult stuff. <laughs> is, is there any way to make a good cult? Are my ideas better than all of society's? <laughs> so I, think like, I think so. Everyone got this thing wrong, and I'm right. <laughs> Anyways, follow me into the desert. <laughs> we'll only be good for about maybe a year and a half, and then the descent begins. Yeah, but yeah, the directors did a uh, uh, Bad Boys Three, and they mm. directed some parts of uh, Miss Marvel. Okay, so like they're on the up and up. They're they're mm. getting like their career established and everything in terms of these big blockbuster movies. And also, one of the directors, it was their wedding day when it oh. got canceled. So it just extra sucks. That's so mean. But uh, I just think of all the crew members that like worked on the yeah. entire movie. Hundreds of people. It's like, yeah, it's it's shot. Like, at least the production crew, you know, they shot the entire movie. And mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, great. Now this movie that I spent, like, six of my months of my life on is never going to come out. Yeah. Because, like, at least me personally who works in production, like, even if something I work on isn't that great, I'm still, like, glad when it comes out. Because it's yeah. like, at least my work went into something going out into the world. Yeah, it means something. You can point you know? at it and say, I helped make that. It feels like I, yeah, exactly. I mm -hmm. feel like I accomplished something. <laughs> <laughs> Besides just being paid, you know, which is always nice. <laughs> but I do also want the things I work on to, to come out at some point. Yeah, absolutely. So they canceled that, and they, uh, the most egregious thing of all, they, <laughs> they canceled the Scoob sequel. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Why would they do that? Uh, you tell me, Connery. Did they not like the first Scoob? You tell me as this number one fan of Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I even saw. Is that the one where they're superheroes? I think so. I saw a clip on the internet of Shaggy being trapped behind a green door and being like, and I think Scooby says his real name, which is apparently Greg. Whose real name is Greg? Shaggy's real name is Greg, apparently. What? Yeah. <laughs> Because Scooby says, Greg, what are you doing? Why? I don't know. I think a part of it also talks about their Scooby and Shaggy's origin or something like that. We all know Shaggy's real name is Shaggy. He's, <laughs> he's the Jedi apprentice that gets squashed by General Grievous. Yeah, and that he's in the multiverse mashup thing or whatever. We also watched the Shaggy music video while playing, <laughs> while playing that 10-hour game. Yeah. Because we were also talking about this at the time, mm. and Ezra, the Ezra Millerness of of it all, where it's like that yeah. girl gets canceled, and there, however, uh, a non-binary <laughs> supervillain. Oh, sorry, <laughs> not a supervillain before they're because they're non-binary. But I'm just saying they, it, they had their own descent into hypervillainy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> the menace of Hawaii, <laughs> Ezra Miller, <laughs> destroyer of Iceland, Ezra Miller. <laughs> <laughs> of Iceland, what they do there? Uh, other Hawaii-like things. <laughs> Throwing coconuts at people in Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much like Dunstan from Dunstan Checks In. Uh, of course. Uh, I knew that ape would be behind this. This is this, You can tell we don't have a guest on this episode, right? <laughs> yeah, because we're just like rambling about the most inane shit. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, it just super sucks that Batgirl isn't coming out. Even if it wasn't going to be that good, like Mike, Michael Keaton was going to be in it. Yeah. I'm sure uh, I, I don't know her name but she was in the heights uh she was in in the heights uh, she's playing Batgirl. i'm pulling her name up was it uh leslie grace 
Who is Sheen in the Heights? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Piss. <laughs> You've seen it. I'm not. She's. I've only seen her pictures wearing a mask. So I can't really place her face. She wears a mask in In the Heights. Well, no. I in Batgirl <laughs> she's wearing a mask. Okay, that makes more sense. So I can't like pin down who exactly it is. Who is she in In the Heights? She is Nina Rosario. I was gonna bet she was Nina. She's good in that. She has a good singing voice. Uh, that's also on HBO Max, right? I think so. For now, until they pull it off, because it's basically they're pulling out a bunch of movies for like tax write-offs, and that's what they're doing with Batgirl. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. The whole situation is uh, stupid. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, no at stars. least from a consumer and audience perspective, and just someone who works in the industry, mm-hmm. it's really frustrating. It's just like you could just—it's just all business stuff, yeah. which it's show business. It's a big—it it is all about money at the en- end of the day, which yeah. sucks. And it's like, oh, we're complaining about the superhero movie, but it's just the optics of it are, are very bad. It stands for a lot more than what it sees. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, and they're like, oh, we have a 10 year plan for, for DC going forward now. Like, we're going to just like, we're looking up to MCU. It's just like, you guys tried no. this 10 years ago. I want no more of that. I, I don't yeah. want to do it anymore. I'm, I'll, I'll say it, I'm bored of Marvel's th- shit right now. I, I almost was like, I, what if it, what if they just ended after Endgame? Like that was the last one, and then they just dropped it. Like, could you yeah. imagine what a solid fucking like chunk of thing that'd be? Yeah, that's that's a good transition point. Who it a is? Nice segue to talk <laughs> finally about the movie we're covering today. Yes, which I like because it's not a big like connected thing, mm-hmm. and I think that's some of the issues people have with the recent Marvel movies. Um, this is just kind of like a. <laughs> Like to fully understand Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, you had to watch a ten episode miniseries on Disney Plus. Yeah, so I guess that is pretty connected, but mm-hmm. like I think people aren't liking that they're like solo stories. Yeah. If I can go on my uh, straw man argument soapbox for for a moment. For sure, yes. They're but, all standing there ominously staring at you. But yeah, Thor's not very connected to anything, which I like because it's just I just like I like the character of Thor. Yeah, he's I fun. liked his adventures a lot in this and with his with his friends in this. It's mm. basically what like the Warriors 3 should have been the whole time where yeah. like going on adventures. I guess they kind of do that in the first Thor movie. Mm. But this is like the more fun Warriors 3. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. They were definitely just replaced. Uh <laughs> Oh, what's his name? Um Korg is just showing them all dead on the ground <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and that guy, don't remember who he is and I'm like this is so mean Korg. <laughs> yeah, it's really mean. Um but yeah, I mean, okay. Let's. What were your overall impressions of Thor: and Love and Thunder? I came into it expecting. Uh, well, my my feelings are a little alleviated when uh, Ryan said that this is actually um, that Gore is really good and Christian Bale is a good job, which he he really does. Yeah, it's by far one of the most menace. I would say he's scarier than Thanos, <laughs> to yeah, be honest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed Christian Bale's performance. It was believable. He had a good through line of like why Gore does what he wants to do. Which I yeah, I like a lot how they establish that mm-hmm. the movie just starts with Gore yeah and his daughter di- like dying in the desert mm-hmm. and everything and he's just like he finally finds his god that he worships in an oasis and he's just like oh like I found you like I've I've kept I've kept like uh kept the faith. Div- yeah mm-hmm. to you and like the god's just like annoyed that he's eating his fruit yeah <laughs> and but basically Gore becomes evil in part because of the corruption of the necrosword but mm-hmm. i feel like equally just because his god is just kind of a dick yeah <laughs> like not even like a complete asshole but he's just like yeah he's just kind of a dick to gore yeah <laughs> it's just like so he renounces his faith and starts killing all of god all mm-hmm. of the gods because one god was just like kind of an a-hole which yeah. is very true to mythology <laughs> yeah and that's like in zeus isn't an asshole like you go through that whole pantheon of like people even in in Mor- mortem city and be like yeah you're all monsters. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we were watching it at Look Cinemas. Mm-hmm, of course. Somebody, somebody please sponsor us. <laughs> Look. Uh, you kind of just said, like, when Zeus shows up, and you're like, the biggest asshole of them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the king assholes here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I really enjoyed uh, Christian Bale's performance a lot. I feel like he was my favorite part of the movie and the screaming goats always made me laugh really hard <laughs> yeah it's a joke that g- goes like keeps coming back yeah it kept giving to me over and over again <laughs> but i just had a good time with that yeah mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, and Gore feels very uh, just kind of like a zealot. Like mm-hmm. he's not a big buff dude or anything. He just comes out of the shadows. But uh, my question, I have some questions for you because you know the the comics yeah. a lot better than me. Mm-hmm. And like I know he looks different. Like Gore has like tentacle head yeah. kind of thing. He looks like, a lot more alien in uh, the comics. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. is his character pretty close to the comics? Yeah, yeah. That's really, really good actually. I The only thing I was missing is that Gore's storyline, I feel like, is is resolved, and the fact that uh, in the comics, Gore's death echoes for so long with Thor, where like I think the whole thing was, but in the original Sen arc, Thor gets really fucked up by like this guy. I think Nick Fury finds out like the truth of all things or something like that, and he whispers into Thor's ear this one part, this secret, and then he learns what he whispered in his ear when he, in his ear was Gore was right. And it's like, so all gods should die, and Gore is right. Nick Fury says that? Yeah, he finds, like, the Eye of the Watcher or something like that. Some That just means, like, it's actually true? Yeah, it's true, or, like, a version of truth. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, that was this whole thing, and Thor feeling unworthy again, unable to wield Mjolnir, and Mew Mew. Yeah. But I I, 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 I like I that a lot, that even dead, this, uh, this specter loomed so prominently with Thor. And that his uh, ideology even kind of like rings true often throughout the stories of like every time he re- he meets an evil god or an evil person, Gore was right. Gore was right. Gore was right. Yeah. It's just that over and over again. That's it's so a scary. Great villain because it echoes it like it's a parallel to the main mm-hmm. hero. Yeah. Like that's like the Batman Joker thing. Yeah. It's just like in a different world. They could be, at least Batman could be more like Joker-like. Yeah, exactly. But he really gets under the skin of everything that the hero Mm -hmm. like fights for. Yeah. So and just being like, and that it also pesters the Thor's like worthiness whole deal of being like, hey, you as much as you want to try to be like good, you're you're a god inherently. You're bad. Yeah, it's like lying as a concept Mm -hmm. like if there's a kernel of truth in it it's a lot more believable to convince somebody of something Mm -hmm. anyways we're starting that good cult in the desert (laughs) (laughs) all gods must die it's called the good cult it's called the good cult you can hear the like channel 7 news be like they call it the good cult (laughs) find out at 7 if they really are that good they've just set a building on fire But yeah, so that's one of my favorite aspects of gore. And although in, in the movie, this seems like it, it's very resolved. And he, you know, doesn't have this lingering darkness in his life anymore because, you know, he's raising a gore's daughter, something that doesn't happen in the comics at all. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, it's, it's very tied up in, an, in, in a neat bow at the end of this, mm-hmm. which uh, I liked in terms of a narrative perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't need it to continue going on and on. That's yeah. what I'm a little burnt out with with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and they're known as Love and Thunder. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that that whole movie. Same. And I'm like, it's kind of cheesy, but mm-hmm. like, whatever. Like, it's, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. And I like that Thor doesn't have an actual kid. He's like, it's like his adopted daughter. And I know? really, really liked that twist in the end, though, is the thing with like Gore reaches eternity and he's like about to like kill all the gods and then like. Thor wins with love. I was like, that's yeah. so like this is so fucking good. <laughs> Right, and like that's the stuff I really like too. Like this, this movie is very emotional in mm-hmm. a lot of ways that I don't think any of the Marvel movies have really affected me. Yeah, uh, and like I understand like just the narrative complaints, the plot complaints that people have for this movie, where it's just like, oh, Jane has cancer. That's like the most like hack thing in the book or whatever. Like that's what people. But that's like, what happens in the stories. It, does she have cancer? She in has the literal too? cancer. Yeah, she's dying. But for for me at least, it's like finally like Natalie. Portman has some like meat to chew on, mm-hmm. like as an actor in these movies. Like she has a lot, and it's like very her and and Chris Hemsworth, and she's really good in this movie. She's fantastic, and she's kind of like she's funny because she's like awkward, mm-hmm. trying to become like the mighty Thor, like trying to come up with a catchphrase and all that <laughs> stuff. I I just it found it all very endearing, but at the same time she can be very dramatic. Mm-hmm. But it just reminded this performance especially it's like she should have been a superhero this whole time oh yeah because she's very inspiring Mm -hmm. it's just like oh yeah duh she's like pad or she's padme yeah so it's like she's like a leader and everything she just kind of like exudes that as an actor like Mm -hmm. she can be like a leader yeah she has very strong charisma in that sense where like you're like yeah i'll follow this person Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know it was just nice to see her do like a big genre thing again yeah that's like yeah it's big budget and everything like yeah i know she did annihilation and stuff but that's Mm -hmm. very different you know so 
there was a there's a moment in the end with all the kids get superpowers. I like at first I was I wasn't I was like oh this is stupid and then I I stopped myself for a second and I was like I was like no this is actually really 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 good because <laughs> could you imagine if you were a kid watching that and like yeah. how cool you would like feel it's like you're basically seeing yourself over there it's like kicking shadow monster butts. Yeah, a lot of this movie feels that part. I mean, is on the nose about that. Mm-hmm. But then also when they go to uh, what's the God World, where all the gods I- Immortum are at. or something, Immortum City or whatever. Yeah, that feels definitely like it feels like I'm sure I'm not the only kid with their friends that was playing like imaginary games in elementary school or oh, whatever. Abs- yeah, where it's just like I'm the fire one, I'm the water one. <laughs> it's like growing up on Game Boy games and like Pokemon yeah. and Dragon Ball Z and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's just like yeah, I'm the one with this power. It feels very much like that. Where it's like Thor has like lightning mm-hmm. and uh, he has the big axe, Stormbreaker. Yeah, and then uh, Natalie or er, Jane has. The mighty shotgun Mjolnir. Shotgun Mjolnir, which is cool. I like yeah. that. There's an added ability. It's like mm-hmm. enhancement. Yeah, uh, I really loved that. Yeah, Valkyrie has her swords, and then she gets like the uh, Zeus lightning bolt. She gets the Zeus lightning bolt later. Um, <laughs> and then Korg is kind of just like the buddy. Like his best <laughs> ability is just being like nice guy, yeah, friendship. like friend. Yeah, friendship <laughs> basically. And I was just thinking like, man, I just. I kind of I just feel like Korg in this movie, where I'm just like <laughs> I wouldn't be Thor. I would just be like. And I just that's how I, it's just how I feel watching this movie too, or as an audience member. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's my buddy Thor. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's doing cool stuff. He's fun. It's just like a goofy, colorful comic book, you know. Which yeah, I don't and, know. And Am Jane I, Jane does die in the end of this, right? Yeah. Ah, oh, bummer. Yeah. Well, she enters Valhalla in the post credit mm. sequence. Maybe she'll come back as Valkyrie because I want that in fiction thing of uh, her dating uh, Captain America Sam Fisher. Oh, really? Yeah. Or Sam Wilson? Sam Wilson, sorry. Sam Fisher. Sam Fisher somebody else. Is I it think Sam Fisher a uh, splinter cell? Yeah, <laughs> splinter cell. <laughs> splinter cell, double agent. <laughs> no, Sam Wilson. That in canon, though, she dates uh, him, which I really like. Yeah. Speaking of splinter cell and relating it to this movie, <laughs> but really not splinter cell uh, or Metal Gear Solid. Mm. Um, no, all the kids like fighting, like joining Thor to fight all the shadow demons and mm. stuff. It. I was like, it's like, oh, this is like kind of child soldiery, but it's also just because I've been playing Metal Gear Solid games yeah. <laughs> too much, where Snake kind of recruits child soldiers to like kind of protect them, but he's still have like training them as soldiers. Yeah, and there's like that whole problematic, like, I mean, he's not a. All of Metal Gear is gray, you know. It's yeah. not, but uh, yeah, I'm just like, but then I'm thinking about that and them going to the god world and everything it's like mm-hmm. oh no it's just like yeah if you're a little kid you would love to have these powers yeah. and they're fighting like shadow creatures mm-hmm. so it's just all like imaginary games yeah. it's like a shadow it's like they're play. murdering agents of the government or something <laughs> like that <laughs> the good cult the good cult. oh god <laughs> <laughs> now children the government agents they're the shadow people oh my god <laughs> you need to cut this part out maybe <laughs> or move to texas the good cult <laughs> Or keep it all in. This is our happens. first merch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good cult, <laughs> the franchise, colon the good cult. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all that stuff ends up being fun, and like, there's a little girl who's just like is wearing like I don't know, like a flower overalls or something yeah. like that, something like that, and she's just like punching something, lightning's blasting out of her. And yeah, like the fun. girl with the bunny using like lasers with the bu- the bunny shoots lasers. <laughs> like that's fun. Yeah, and I I guess I I'm really. I am the. F- I will gladly admit that I like to s- look at different angles of things that people don't like, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like in this instance I'm willfully being like, no, but actually this is really good. It's no, just I agree. How I felt watching the movie naturally. Yeah, um, I got the feels more than a few times, more than like, I don't know, any Marvel movie I could probably think of recent memory. Like I thought Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was cool, but I was like, but this is like this actually had substance substance. It had something to say at least. So I was like, good. Yeah. And just yeah, like the scene where they're heading to um the darkness area. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called where where Gore has realm. all the kids. Uh in a very Pinocchio like cage. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. It's a very fairy tale. But um just Thor talking with Jane. You know, or she like reveals that she has cancer and stuff, mm-hmm. and ju- them just talking to each other. Yeah. Or it's just like I love all the rom com becomes like kind of like romance drama aspects of this, where they're very like awkward together mm-hmm. at first, and it's and then they end up becoming, uh, they kind of just love each other again. Yeah. You know, it's just like oh, it's just because 
they kind of like split off. Like there was never anything huge that like broke them up. Mm-hmm. It was really just they kind of had their own lives and they couldn't like be together anymore. And yeah. they kind of like would get petty with each other, but it wasn't like a huge thing that like destroyed everything. Yeah, like nobody said something hurtful or horrible. So like they could just get back together in a way that felt natural to me mm-hmm. in this like big superhero movie. Yeah. And that's what I, especially from Marvel, I really appreciated because there's. I don't. I, I guess my perspective on the whole MCU is a little different than, um, I don't know the general perspective. Just like a, so different. A, <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> as I was saying that, I'm like, I sound like an a hole right now. No, please go on. Uh, just all the big. This is the kind of stories I prefer over the big, like, kind of concrete fights. Yeah. Like, I know I'm probably harping too much on Civil War, which is yeah, one specific airport. <laughs> yeah, but just a lot of the Avengers movies and. It just feels very concrete-ish, and like mm-hmm. this felt very fantastical, and I I appreciate that a lot. Like, yeah, you can still tell green screens and stuff, obviously, yeah. but it fits the subject better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they did touch us, but a lot of people are really harping on like the visual effects stuff in this one. I was like, it's not horrible. No, it's not any worse than like it's been. Yeah, it's always been like this. Yeah. So I maybe people in general are just coming around to it being like I I think. I'm trying to word this in a way that doesn't sound like I'm smarter than everyone else. <laughs> I'm really digging a bigger <laughs> ditch for myself. Uh, no, it just, there's been the recent news where it's like, oh, VFX people are overworked and everything. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why people are becoming more aware of it, too. Yeah. Um, and there's just like this underlying thing of maybe people are worn out a little bit after Endgame being like, oh, give us another big event. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the fact have that they've been kind of too slight. And they've yet to really churn out, like, who's their big bad? They're like, I don't know. And I totally understand if people don't like the story of this movie. Uh, but I personally enjoyed it. There's also, we were talking about all this stuff at Lesson Turns, mm-hmm. and Joan was saying, like, oh, part of it maybe has to do with, like, people are burnt out on Taika. Yeah, and that's kind of feels like that was the next person to like burn out on. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's didn't doing too much stuff, so everyone's like tired of him. Uh, but then she was all Jonas all saying like, oh, the whole like the pictures of him like having like making out with uh, Tessa Thompson, Rita or and Tessa Thompson or whatever. Yeah. Like people didn't like that or something. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. Like I, it didn't really affect me, but I could see like as a whole like people mm-hmm. being like, oh, he's like. He's not the same person anymore from yeah. like Fight of the Concords and all that stuff. He's, or like the cringification of Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. It was Lin Manuel Miranda, and now it's like Taika, where everyone's just like, I know Letterbox isn't the best place to look at <laughs> <laughs> reviews in terms of. Uh, ooh, we should do a Letterbox logs oh, again sure. soon. We got to bring that back. But uh, just everyone being like, oh, not a single joke in this was funny. I'm like, I don't know. I had a good time. I did. I laughed too. I was like, I think is I do think he's funny. Like, is, is my am I slowly becoming less and less funny because I enjoyed this movie? You know, it made I me think like, we're just getting older, Tyler. Yeah, we're not the cool kids anymore yeah. since we started this podcast. You mm. know, years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's been. It's been a year, Tyler, and we've gone down the drain. We're we're done. It's, it's been, over. It's been two years, actually. It's been two years. <laughs> <laughs> we've been stuck in this room for two years. <laughs> I've kept the curtains drawn. There's no natural light in here. <laughs> Takes a big sigh. Here we go. I mean, I mean, I'm just on Letterbox looking at like people I follow, mm-hmm. friends I have uh, in real life, internet friends, and people I just follow. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the highest one on here is three stars. There's wow. a bunch of two and a half stars, a one and a half star, a two and a half star, two stars. Like most people didn't like this, so I'm like, it's one of those things that I'm just very uh, perplexed. Yes, and it really makes me question my my. I don't know why did I like it so much. Why do I enjoy things? That's a good question. It's a, it's it can lead to an existential crisis. It can be one of the tenets of the good cult. Why did you like this? <laughs> uh, one of the reviews on here says, cancer-driven story with a bunch of kids and a literal make-a-wish plot. A feature-length commercial for St. Jude's. That's kind of mean. Yeah. Kids do get cancer and die, and I'm sure they'd love to actually see themselves as heroes. Yeah. That's the thing where I was like, I was almost there. And then I was like, well, my dad died of cancer, so I know how horrible and painful that disease is. Yeah, it's if, like maybe. Sorry, go ahead. No worries. Yeah, if if I was a kid and was given superpowers or like whatever and could punch 
a shadow monster in the face, I I fully do that. So like I don't know. Yeah, I lit- in college I was the assistant director. I helped my friend Teddy make mm-hmm. a movie called The Adventures of Lucy, which is oh. about a young girl who has cancer mm-hmm. because te- uh, Teddy. I don't think he'd mind me talking about this because mm-hmm. he well, he made a whole movie about it. Yeah. But like he had cancer as a child oh, and he wow. like went through like all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I guess you could just say it's hack to like put cancer in a movie or whatever, but it's like people do experience these things. Yeah, like it's a real thing that happens and it's like tragically common. I feel like even. Which I don't know. I, I feel like I run into more and more people that have similar stories and it's horrible. But something like this, where like Jane gets to be a hero, she literally, and she, I don't know, she she does die, which sucks. I kind of wish she beat it, but yeah. And there's the parallel between her and, and Gore with the Necrosword, mm-hmm. like Mjolnir's giving her power. But I I kind of thought it was like a little hack, like not hacky, but like it was like oh, it, the Mjolnir's draining her power. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's more so like that's the only way can, she can stay alive is being Jane, uh, the Mighty Thor instead yeah. of Jane. That that's and the thing in the comic it's something similar, but it's more like she's denying her treatment, and so she's naturally just dying because she's just being Thor instead of like getting cancer treatment. Yeah, right. So she's more like neglecting herself in favor yeah. of like this Trying superhero to persona. Yeah, yeah. Which is equally sad, and you could argue either way in that, especially in the end with Thor, be like, no, you need to get better, and they basically accelerated it with Mjolnir draining her power for the sake of the movie because you know. You can't have like a forty-hour movie like a comic, like the comic books are basically. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess this movie, just Thor, and this movie in general, just is my shit. You mm-hmm. know, where it's like the fight scene in the beginning when he's with the Guardians. Yeah, uh, it feels very heavy metal, <laughs> it really and does. it's playing ACDC and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is what I want for like two hours. Just mm-hmm. do this. Just awesome, huge visual effects, like heavy metal kind of yeah. <laughs> fight scenes he puts his legs up like jcvd up against the two uh the two uh ships yeah and he just like knocks them over like it's all great. of his fighting is just a lot of fun his mm-hmm. outfit is cool i guess it's based on the, the character thunderstrike who inherits his powers at some point oh nice there's i i like that that whole scene so much it just shows like how beyond the guardians of the galaxy he actually is <laughs> yeah. it's like he's just on a whole nother power level <laughs> where it's just like Thor decided to show up. Oh, look, we won. <laughs> yeah, like it gets a little old where he's just like talking about how he loves them and everything. It's like it's like it goes on for a little too long. But yeah. also, uh, hey, we love to talk about Pratt on this podcast. We love it. <laughs> too bad Caprice isn't here. Yeah, she talked about cutting his hands off. <laughs> oh, no! I forgot about that. He he just is in this movie. Yeah. He probably got he got a fat paycheck for it, probably for being in a scene. (laughs) He just looks kind of like sad in this movie, but maybe it's because Thor is there and he wants him to leave. But he kind of just is, and and also uh, Gamora is dead. Yeah. So the alternate Gamora is here. You know. (laughs) Oh yeah. What's her name? Uh, she no. What's her name? Nebula. Nebula. But who's the actress that plays Nebula? Is her name Nebula? Yeah, her name, her character's name Karen is Nebula. Gillen? Yeah, Karen Gillen. But there's also you. the other Gamora, which I totally forgot about. There's another Gamora. There's an alternate universe Gamora who's in this dimension now. What the fuck? Yeah, what? When did that happen? I think Endgame, right? What? <laughs> yeah, in Endgame. Yeah, she comes back because this Gamora dies. Yeah. Oh god, I really hate that. <laughs> So I think the next Guardians movie is about like Chris Pratt trying to like fall like refall in love and bone this other version of Gamora. Uh, I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I really hate that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, maybe Jane will come back from Valhalla as Valkyrie after all. The first thing on Google is is Gamora the She Hulk because <laughs> they're both green. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> it is funny. That's really good. <laughs> it's Gamora the She-Hulk. Uh, but yeah, Chris Pratt's here, and he he just looks uh, perplexed and like, okay, th- these are my lines, and now I go. He looks a lot less buff than he used to, I gotta say. Uh, Pratt? Yeah. Well, he's wearing a jacket in this. Yeah, he look, he's just older. He's like in his 40s now, but yeah. it's just, uh, I don't know. I... He did, really wasn't serving anything in this movie. No. I, mean, I know he was only in it for a couple minutes, but 
he remi- he reminds you of like somebody's trying to get out of a conversation and yes. the, and his time with Thor yes. has been like a year long conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is good cuz I think that's the point. Yeah. But plus I just love uh Drax. I don't know. He's Drax he's my good. guy in, yeah. in the Guardians. Same. He's he what's his name? Dave Bautista gives an amazing performance as him every single time. Like he's so good. Yeah. I wish uh Jamie Ag- Alexander had a little bit more to do in this movie. Mm. Uh, at least she's back in it as yeah. Lady Sif, but mm-hmm. she kind of she gets her arm chopped off. Yeah, <laughs> can't do too much. But I'm glad she's back. Russell, how do you feel about Russell Crowe? I loved this? him in this. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he was good. You know, he's yeah. funny. I, I learned that there's Zeus in the Zeusettes as well, <laughs> and just everybody passes out from Thor being naked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's a basic joke, but I had a yeah. good. It was funny. It's still a chuckle. I was like, yeah, oh, everyone, like, everyone's blown away. <laughs> And Thor's just like, you ripped too hard. <laughs> so I didn't mean to. And I like how he just puts on this like Greek Mykonos accent. Yeah, it's very, it's like on the nose where I'm like, will this become offensive at some point? Like, I feel like it will. <laughs> Whatever. But uh, apparently Russell Crowe wanted to do that accent. He he came to the table with that. Mm. And at first Taika like wanted to, him to do like a British accent. It was like, so he's why? like, let's do a take of each. Yeah. Until finally Tiger decided like the Greek one would work better. Because well, like, he's a Greek god. <laughs> yeah, and it's Zeus, and Zeus is like the biggest a-hole, so yeah. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just like his whole like show. He shoots the lightning around. He's like, Zeus. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that is what Zeus would do. And he just trolls around, tries like see sloppily puts it through his legs. <laughs> it's, just, it's really great. Yeah. I, I didn't necessarily enjoy the big like Hercules reveal in the end, because I was just like, okay. It also just like looks bad. Yeah, it's very like here's his face on a body, kind of like maybe it was the maybe it was a digital helmet. I can't mm-hmm. tell anymore uh, what part of that was digital, but it just looked like a weird CG man. Yeah, I was like, okay, I would have liked him if he was just like just incredibly giant jacked man with like the Nemean lion over him, and just like the big club Hercules, like all right, I'll mess him up. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, I am excited to see Hercules uh, in in the MCU. Yeah, just because. His powers as being a big strong guy, <laughs> which I think, uh, like the MCU needs a little bit more of. Yeah, they need some more buff people. It's like my power is basic. Like I don't know, I'm strong. <laughs> my power is yeah. I guess I guess they really don't. Ha- I guess they have a lot of like people with knives or uh, tech people. Yeah, I just wonder like uh, like Sam Wilson is Captain America, but he mm-hmm. doesn't have like the super serum. Yeah, it's true. So it's just like imagining. This is what's so fun about superhero stuff. It's like mm-hmm. imagining all the team-ups and duels and fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I want to see Sam Wilson, Captain America, fight Hercules. Like, how would that yeah. play out? It'd be probably yeah. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of flying around, like, hitting him with the shield and stuff. Be yeah. tight. Because Hercules is probably kind of stupid. Oh, he's right? very stupid, yeah. <laughs> you played God I mean, of War the III. whole thing of the Hercules <laughs> myth is that he's incredibly stupid. <laughs> very true. He accidentally kills his whole family because he thinks they're someone else or something. <laughs> and then his wife is tricked into killing him. <laughs> that's my favorite ending. That I'm just, I, I think that's still so funny how he dies. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, he gets like a... A centaur tricks his wife into like... He's like, oh, this is a love potion, but it's actually Hydra Venom. And he says, just put this on his clothes. And she puts it on his clothes, and it's, like, really sticky and, like, oh, acidic right. venom. He ends up, like, tearing his own flesh off, and he oh dies. My God. It's horrible. <laughs> it's like, what a gruesome way to go. He just basically rips himself apart. I just hope if Taika directs a Thor 5 and Hercules is in it, mm-hmm. that at some point Hercules is wearing uh, the... He's wearing scar on him, uh, like in the, Her- like in the Hercules. Disney Hercules. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> That's that sounds. Such. That's the kind of like basic joke I want. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. We'll get like a hundred like top fives. Um, did you know in Thor Thor five Hercules Rising, Hercules does the same thing he does in the Disney movie by wearing the skin of Scar. Yeah, exactly. Zero of four people found this interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Zero of four people. Speaking of IMDb facts, I was looking at some of them, mm-hmm. and uh, Elsa Pataki plays um, the wolf woman who date who th- one of the people Thor dated. Oh, okay, uh, and that's Chris Hemsworth's uh, real life wife. Oh, hey, cool. I was like, that's nice. Yeah, uh, his sons uh, play young Thor. Mm-hmm. His daughter plays. Uh, wait, what? His da- is his daughter love? Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know that. That's great. Wow. Okay. So that makes sense why they like work really well at yeah. the end where it's like, oh yeah, it feels very father daughter because mm-hmm. it's literally his daughter. I didn't yeah. even know that. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Why did I not think about that till now? That's yeah, really fun. 
and Luke Hemsworth plays Thor in the uh, stage play. Yes. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know. He gets a little bit more dialogue in this movie. Yeah, with... Uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> I was going to say, what's his name? <laughs> Good <laughs> old what's his name. movie stars. And Sam Neill is still Odin, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything else you have to say about this movie? Mm. Uh, I guess I'm interested to see what happens next in, in uh, Thor's um, Marvel career because uh, now he has a little girl to take care of, and I find that fun. Yeah, and like this movie, I'm not even like looking forward to the future. It was mm. finally a movie where I'm like, oh, this is like just nice encapsulated yeah. story. Uh, and it's also saying I'd be happy if it ended here, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally fine. I don't think it's like a masterpiece. I don't think it's like a perfect, great movie or anything, but mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun watching it. It's one of those movies that I could just watch over and over again at home. Yeah. Like, it's just very enjoyable. And I, I don't, don't know. And I don't know who else could stack up against Thor that's left, that's alive. Even, you know, in his like, own like roster of villains. I'm like, I don't know who else they'd throw at him at this point. Yeah, what other villains are there? There's... um. Oh, what's her name? The Enchantress. Oh, I guess they could do Enchantress. Um, trying to think of else. I was trying to read this giant omnibus of Walter Simonson. Right. Uh, Thor, but I only got like halfway through because it's mm. huge and yeah. I've been busy. I guess, but maybe they do Enchantress Beta Ray Bill. That that'd be a fun combo. Oh yeah, yeah, because like Beta Ray Bill's like a challenger to mm-hmm. him or something. Yeah. And she 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 can fight Loki. He can fight Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. I didn't think of anybody else. Woo. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, not our gone, job. They've gone through a lot of the big ones. It's true. That's why I'm always so sad when they die. I'm like, well, that's a really giant villain that's gone forever and nobody can <laughs> use it ever again. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's like someone taking a toy out of a toy box and just like slamming it on the ground and be like, now you can't use it ever again. I'm like, aw. <laughs> the Midgard Serpent. <laughs> That'd be fun. I'd, I'd like Thor to fight, <laughs> fight him. <laughs> <laughs> Like actual Ragnarok happens. Yeah, I'm just going through a list, and it's like, oh yeah, all of these are dead. Absorbing man. That's not more of a Hulk bad guy. Yeah, curse. Who's curse? He's a dark elf. Okay. Oh yeah, he's in Thor: The Dark World. Oh, so he's dead too. Yeah. All right. Well, no curse. Uh, Mangog. <laughs> we could do man. Oh, Mangog's really good. <laughs> we could totally do Mangog. Is he just really big? What is his power? <laughs> he wants to eat all all of the Asgardians. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, so like we could we could t- Magog is really good. That's okay. actually a really good one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I think the Asgardians killed his entire race, and he's the last one. All right. Yeah. There you go. Marvel, get on it. Magog, Magog, Enchantress. <laughs> Beta Ray Bill comes as a new best friend of Thor. Juggernaut. <laughs> Nobody stops the Juggernaut. Uh, one last thing I want to say is that there's a room reference in this mm-hmm. <laughs> when uh, Jane Foster says she has cancer to Thor. Uh, it's the mom, Claudette, from the room. <laughs> that long speech she has <laughs> that's very unbroken. Yep. But she's just like, I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so I like that there's a room reference in this movie. That's good. Uh, I guess those are our thoughts on Thor the Dark World. No. Oh, why did I say Thor the Dark World? Because <laughs> you're lost. It's really hot in here now. Yeah, it is really hot. Uh, that's our final thoughts on Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything to plug, Connie? If you enjoy the sound of my voice, you'll also enjoy tabletop role-playing games. You probably might enjoy Starship and Paula. It's an actual play role-playing game podcast where me and four other fl- friends play the Starfinder game. You can find it on the Apple Podcast app and SoundCloud. Woo! Tell her what you have to plug. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tiami. Oh. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tiami Vice. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tiami Vice. <laughs> Niles interrupted him two times earlier. <laughs> it's still in there. Yeah. Uh, follow us at Franchise Pod on all social medias. Like, subscribe, share, give us five stars and a review mm. on Apple Podcasts. It'll help us to grow the show. You know you like listening to us. You know you want to follow us into the desert. Yes, the good cult starts with you. <laughs> oh, my God. I like this new can. Let's lean into it. Taking all the worst elements of our, our, our stars. Uh, thank you to Nick Viverka for our music and Grayson Hansen for our artwork. Stay tuned for next week. We're going back to the Beavis and Butthead verse one last time. 
maybe. They got the TV show coming out, too. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, until next time, he went from dad bod to bad dad bod. Dad bod. Right. Until next time, it's hammering time. It's hammer time. There's also a loss of translation reference in this movie. All right, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>